Hey guys, we're here for the I Hate Insurance (laughs) podcast, first edition. The reason we came up with that name is obvious. We hate insurance because people are stupid. So how about we stop hating insurance and make good decisions and form good partnerships? That'd be neat. Hi guys, it's Jenna and Rick with the I Hate Insurance podcast, episode one. We're going to go over the property market today. If you don't know, Prime writes over 700 different risk classes, one of them being property, and we the only thing that we exclude is work comp. So pretty much everything with the property market's hot in Florida, and we want to discuss it, so let's get into it. Many insurance companies specializing in Florida homeowners went broke this year before Ian. How do you think Ian is going to affect the Florida homeowners market? It's going to get hard. <laughs> It's going to get ugly. I mean, the Florida homeowners market's been in trouble since the 80s when, you know, storms hit then and AM Best wouldn't rate uh, Florida homeowners companies, so Demotech was invented. And, you know, since then, Demotech has, you know, been rating Florida homeowners companies and other companies, but. Most people outside of the state of Florida don't know what Demotech is. That's what they do, is they provide the A rating for Florida homeowners companies so that the mortgage companies will accept it. So, you know, to me, the Florida homeowners market is like the best experiment in how not to do insurance. You know, the government, citizens insurance company in Florida is huge. You know, they're insolvent. Um, as these companies that go broke um, get taken over by the state insurance department, the lawyers just pile on the lawsuits because there's a receiver or a runoff company that takes over the insurance companies and then the state just bills all of the still in business insurance companies. So even though you know we haven't written property in Florida, as those companies go broke, we end up getting bills to pay the bills. And the homeowners don't get paid, you know, they get fractions of what they need and the lawyers get the majority of the money. So, you know, again, this is, we live in the most litigious society in the world. Insurance, you know, if it's purchased stupid or executed stupid, it feeds the problem instead of doing it right right you you need insurers to do the whole job you offer them difference in condition you give them everything they need and then if they don't want flood you basically give them a lower rate and then you get out your no flood stamp and you hit them right in the face with it (laughs) so that when they come back in after the storm and say i had flood insurance you can say go look in the mirror that stamp on your face that says no flood no you you chose not to buy it So, you know, this obviously uh, having been developing over 30, 40 years, the Florida homeowners market, it gets worse every time. It isn't getting better. It's it's like the definition of insanity. You keep redoing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It isn't going to happen. So if I had a magic wand, I would tell all the government insurance companies to shut down. Government should tell the insurance companies, you have to offer everything, 
And if they don't want it, they, they reject it and they get a reduced premium. But then we can go to court and we can enforce our contracts. Now people don't understand what's going on. And the insurance professionals in the world, the agents, the brokers, the public adjusters, um, you know, they're not doing anybody any favors either. All they do is stir the pot up and make the market worse and worse and worse. You know, uh, Governor DeSantis is suggesting a new rating agency, like it's the rating agencies that are a problem. It's not the rating agencies. It's the structure of the insurance companies and the structure of the insurance market, and it's all focused on providing cheap insurance to homeowners. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's the problem. Everybody has to do their job. As a homeowner, you're like a kid that wants a Ferrari. Can you afford the insurance on the Ferrari or the home you're buying? And, you know, because historically the rates have been probably half of what they should be, maybe, maybe that's an, an understatement because if you look at Mississippi, Alabama, North Carolina, any other coastal state, rates there are at least double what Florida is, which just common sense would tell you Florida has more storms, more property, more um, claims and historically that's why Florida's such a crap market is right. because it sticks out like a thumb it's got three coasts so you know good construction is basically you know needed going forward so while it's sad that you know some of these areas are devastated and destroyed um, it was really more like third world construction that mm -hmm. you know has in past storms like storm a couple years ago, you know, people fix something that you probably could have put that money towards new construction. And this storm, you wouldn't be paying for the same claims, whether it's the insured, the insurance company, or the government. Because now the government, with um, the president declaring a, a national disaster or a state disaster, you know, all this HUD money becomes available now. They can all apply for grants, you know, flood protection, you know, new new loans to rebuild and rent new places, and so you know the the hurricane machine is in full, you know, motivation to milk everything they can out of it, and we're going to end up with lawyers making a lot of money for the next ten years, and. Um, you know, the legislation, I, any legislation they could pass, great, I'd take it. But that's not the solution. The solution is do your job right. Don't insure people you can't make happy. Give them the coverage they need. And if they opt out of some coverages, you have to at least be concerned about how are they going to come up with their flood coverage because they're self-insured on flood. Now, you know, if they're honest with you, a lot of them would say, well, I'm not going to buy flood. I'm just going to wait till I can apply for a HUD grant and I'll have the government pay my flood claim. Right. Okay, that, 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 you can do that. That's a strategy. That's a play. But it's going to take a long time. And it's not going to be like being fully insured where an insurance company can actually fix your property and, and manage the claim. Now we're managing a pregnancy where we're half pregnant and we're waiting for somebody else to come up with their share of the money and it, it just doesn't work real well. So this is really simple stuff. Pay more money, buy the right coverage, and companies won't go broke and we'll be able to survive the storms. 
at the same time, if you have an old structure, you know, if it's minor damage, you and your insurance company should agree, you know, we're going to repair it. But plan B is when and if a storm is big enough, we got to go to plan B, which means you can't build back what you had. You're going to have to build back something new that's to better construction, more expensive, but your insurance should be much cheaper because it's a better structure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are benefits, but you have to start approaching it differently with a new strategy to, to win. And if we keep, you know, doing the same thing over and over again in Florida, it's going to just continue to produce the same result, which is a bunch of unhappy customers bunch of bankrupt insurance companies and um, lawyers making a lot of money suing insurance companies which is their favorite target so as an insurance company I believe we have the the ability and the solution to do it right now we don't you know we don't need to say we need other stuff before we can fix our stuff it's it's simple and then offer them as much coverage as we possibly can so that everything is covered yeah, you gotta. They gotta insure the value. Um, you know, in some cases, if they can't afford it, like on my house, I don't have contents. I I, I worry about the building and earthquake because it's in Utah. You know, when I complete the house in Florida, I I'll worry about wind and flood and hurricane. But I'm building it to withstand you know a lot. So. Um, you know, but a lot of people in Florida and everywhere, California, are underinsured if you look at construction costs per square foot. And today, because that's what we got to deal with, if you wrote a house 15 years ago and lumber and everything was a lot cheaper and you're just renewing them, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. You know, and if like this past year when lumber skyrocketed, that, that, that's on me as an insurance company. I can't go back to the insurance and say, hey, lumber skyrocketed. You got to pay me more premium. That's not the way it works. That's my risk is, you know, making sure that every year we reset it, we relook at it, and we do it right so that when shit hits the fan, everybody knows what we're going to do and how we're going to execute. And right. if you choose not to buy flood, I'm going to say, well, then you got to have 200 grand in the bank to play the flood portion of your claim, or I really don't want to insure you. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be ugly. Right. So, you know, the homeowner's market is vibrant. It's big. Obviously, Florida now amounts to the majority of all litigation targeted at home at homeowners insurance companies because it's like a gold mine. You know, that the lawyers know they're going to get paid. People are upset. They... They paid a premium, and now they have a claim, and lo and behold, they can't get their house fixed. So, you know, I'm an insurance consumer. I'm an insurance buyer. Mm -hmm. So, again, I I don't look at this stuff like all the other insurance companies. I'm trying to provide it in a way that I do it for myself. Oh, I do do it that way. I, I write my own policies now because old Jake at State Farm you know, showed his true colors, and I'm not paying them money when they aren't going to do their job. Right. Right. That that's what you expect when you you know buy a Porsche. You expect the Porsche to perform like a Porsche. When you hire a contractor, you expect them to to do their job. When mm-hmm. you pay for insurance, what do you expect? Well, most people would say I'm never going to have a claim. I just want the cheapest insurance. 
to me that's a red flag. That means I can't make them happy. So people that want true protection and a partner that's going to stick with them through thick and thin, um, you know, good times and bad times. Um, again, on our worst day, if you know we wrote a bunch of business in Florida and we had a bunch of claims, um, you don't cancel and run away. You basically would renew and make your money back over time because you got your price right. Now, if you don't have your price right, I wouldn't cancel anybody either. I would say, I gotta increase your price because the math doesn't work. You know, you're not having a storm every 100 years, you're having a storm every 50 years or every 10 years. Right. And it is just math, uh, especially on property. On liability stuff, you know, if you're overpaying claims by a million dollars every year, you can affect that. You, you can stop that with a good partnership. With homeowners or property insurance, you don't have that ability to affect the math. It is just straight math. And how much? Yeah. How much value? How often is it going to be damaged? And, and you know what size of claims? And actuaries like to use a hundred-year storm. Some like two fifty. So if you have a $5 million house and you go with 100 years, that's 50 grand a year you got to put away. If you say, oh, I'm so great, it's going to be every 250 years, it's still 20 grand. Then most people for $5 million houses haven't been paid anywhere near adequate. And those would just be to break even, right? There's no profit in there for an insurance company writing you for 100 years at 50 grand and building you a $5 million house back. That's breaking even. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it is just math and, you know, it's simple. Um, we need to keep it that way to make happy customers. So, And the reason that we write so many different risk classes is because you learned that during Katrina, right? Well, no, I, I mean, we write a lot of different risk classes because when I first started, you know, writing liability, rafting guides, helicopter ski guides, stuff like that, um, when the competition came to to take it, um, you know you you have a choice: either you let it go to cheaper pricing, or you compete based on pricing to keep your good customers. And so, you know, early on, when I formed Prime, I wanted to expand our writings. I just didn't want to do recreation anymore. I wanted to do everything mm -hmm. um, that would need help of the surplus lines market. So AM Best in the beginning when they wouldn't give us an A rating, you know, that was their complaint that we can't be a specialist at everything, right? You have to specialize. And so I used the old AM Best book here and I would, you know, go to my meeting with them every year and I would show them how the experts, you know, that do nursing homes or do homo, you know, they just do one thing and they're a so-called expert and they all lose money. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, you know, if if you're expert and you're doing one thing, shouldn't you be really good at it and make money? But, you know, when you have to compete for price, when you just do one thing, you don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. When you do a lot of things, now you have the choice to let that go and right, deal with people who aren't looking for the cheapest insurance, they're looking for the best partnership. So. Um, you know, now I think AM best sees the error in their ways historically. You know, I think we deserved an A rating a lot long, long, longer before we got it. And, um, 
know, again, it's it's something that in any business, if you if you're a roofer and the guy in front of you is underbidding every job by fifty percent and you compete with him, you're stupid. I like to say I don't compete with stupid, but you know I've certainly um, been stupid before, and that's how I learned it. So, you know, in the homeowners market in Katrina, I learned that. You know, again, you you want to let people know, uh, and you want to have proof positive that they didn't buy flood insurance. There was a broker there, Louie Langlaness, and he had been through many storms, and he was one of my producers, and he was one of the best guys I ever dealt with after a huge event like Katrina, because mm -hmm. we didn't fight, right? He did his job. He he used his big red no flood stamp. And that helped us basically, you know, do the right thing on all the claims. People who paid for flood, they got flood. The people right. who didn't pay for flood, they don't deserve flood. That's how simple it is. So, you know, we have not written a lot of property. I would tell you that that's because Lloyd's and many carriers see property as short tail, right? Little general liability, professional liability. You know, it's a legal hellhole over here. That's long tail business that carriers aren't as comfortable with because as it develops, it gets worse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, long tail, we don't like long tail unless they do it on claims made, which cuts the tail off. Um, but, you know, they think property short tail. It's not anymore. Just look at the Florida homeowners market and the amount of litigation and how delayed it is. I mean, my own personal opinion is property has a longer tail now than than liability. Right. Liability, they have to sue you within a certain number of years or time frame, and then the courts push it along. In the homeowner market now, you know, those, hell, Mississippi sued every insurance company 14 years after the event, and there's a statute of limitations that prevents them from doing that, but guess what? The lawyers figure out how to work around stuff for their benefit. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, I wish I could make up shit like that and get right. away with it. So, but they get away with it because insurance companies allow it by having a settlement mentality um, to liability cases. The property side, they have a tricky approach of increasing deductibles or excluding what you really need and making you buy that on a separate policy, like earthquake, wind, flood. You know, that's best done in one policy where you don't have three policies that are going to fight each other. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, just look back. That's what happens every time. So we need to eliminate the lawyers, do it right, and keep our customers happy. And underwriting, you should be identifying customers you can't make happy because of their approach or their personality. So that's why we talk to every insured, which makes me the most hated man in insurance. <laughs> and most people hate insurance, right? No, yeah, that's why we call this I hate insurance. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I hate insurance. That's why I started my own insurance company is so I can do it the right way. So um, that's the opportunity for us as a company and you as an insured to have good partners. And you know, any type of an event like a storm, it's gonna be a pain in the ass whether you have the proper coverage or you don't have the proper coverage. Um, when you do it right, my goal is to make it as, you know, as, as painless as possible. 
not make it more painful. And again, I've had my own experience with insurance where, you know, they make it more painful. They, 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 they don't do what you know, I would expect, and I'm in the insurance business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, other people that aren't in the insurance business, their expectations can't be far away from mine, right? And, and we should all have the same expectation of when you pay for something, you get it. So I, I compare it to buying a Porsche, paying for it, and then getting in it to drive it, and there's no engine, right? It's all about the performance and the experience. So make sure that you pick good partners, and that's a two-way street. I'm trying to pick good partners, and insureds need to pick good homeowners insurance partners, since this is a homeowners podcast, right? Yeah. And you went to visit all of your insureds after the storm, right? Well, we have been to every location, um, visited it, um, taken pictures of it. You know, the one we had a discussion with the day, we're going back there to meet with them again and discuss, you know, what the plan is to uh, move forward and, and what the circumstances are. So um, the biggest thing now is people want to hear from you. They want communication. And that's really our job is to communicate clearly this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So again, anybody out there, you know, this insureds consultant called me and I talked to him, I've talked to him at least twice today and my staff's reached out to him and, and we're planning to go visit him again. So um, communication is key so that everybody knows what to expect. Right, and we're all over the place so if anyone wants us to visit, just let us know. And if you know, you're frustrated or unhappy, give me a call and I'll get, I'll get right on it if you're one of our insureds in Florida. We don't have many, but I think going forward, our goal is to, you know, do more of it the right way and try and do what we can to improve the whole Florida homeowners market experience for good people that need a good insurance company. So we'll look forward to a brighter future. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining us. If you have any questions, be sure to reach out. Genesee at primeis.com and rjl at primeis.com. We'll see you on the next one.